Captain's Log, Episode 49. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers podcast is sponsored by Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, located at 35-11 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Enjoy their eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items. At Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. When we started the Beer Avengers podcast over a year ago, in the late summer of 2020, our mission was to share our friendship, our experiences, and our beer with anyone who cared to join us. But one reason it happened when it happened is that I've spent the better part of my adult life making my living by performing in front of live audiences. Since that part of my life was on indefinite hiatus, I decided to explore the ways I could create something to share with the world within the walls of my New York City apartment. In a nutshell, that's how the Beer Avengers podcast came to be. Shortly after we began, I read about an open-source beer created by Gun Hill Brewery in association with the Happy Hour guys called Curtain Up. The recipe would be available to any brewery that wanted to use the proceeds to benefit workers and industries affected by the loss of live performance. Obviously, this cause is personal to me, and we talked about Curtain Up whenever we could. We knew we wanted to dedicate an entire episode to this project, but we also wanted to share as many varieties as we could. Though Curtain Up now has 76 and counting participating breweries, this was a challenge due to varying production schedules and the popularity of the beer. When I finally realized that the time might be right, I reached out to the happy hour guys, Mark Aldrich and Jimmy Ludwig. They immediately and graciously agreed, and on top of that offered to bring Dave Lopez of Gun Hill Brewing with them. I'm proud of all 49 episodes we've done so far, but this one in particular holds a unique and special place for me. Thanks to Mark, Jimmy, and Dave for helping us help them to spread the word about Curtain Up. Remember to like, star, and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 49, Curtain Up. Well, we're the beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. We're the beer Avengers. Welcome to the Beercast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the County of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder! And we are... The... Beervengers! Yeah, very, uh, yeah. succinct that time. I, we didn't do it too over, overindulge too much. That's right, we are the Beer Avengers. you're the Beer Avengers. And uh, ooh, we've got a really exciting show for you for you out there know, today. It, it, I'm, 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 uh, it's uh, unprecedented in, in more than one way. Uh, but we have some some really exciting guests here today. Three guests. We've never had more than one guest, but we have three. We have uh, the Happy Hour guys, and I'll say their names in alphabetical order. That's uh, Mark Aldrich, Aldrich or Aldrich. Aldrich, you are correct. Aldrich. I'll get yes. it right the first time. Good. Uh, and Jimmy, L- Jimmy uh, L- Ludwig, Ludwig, Ludwig. Very good, Jimmy Ludwig, and also from uh, from Gunhill Brewery in the Bronx. Welcome, Dave Lopez. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Good to have all of you here. Isn't this exciting, Beer Wonder? I know it's incredible to see uh, more than just two to three faces on a screen. Uh, feels like we're all out drinking together, except still in tiny boxes. 
That's true. That's true. And uh, we have a very specific reason why the five of us are here today. But uh, I think I'm going to I think we should get to the pores. And the reason we're all here today will very quickly become apparent. Um, Wow. You know, usually the guest goes first, Beer Wonder. But uh, since we have three guests, I don't know. Who do you think we should start with since you're all the arbiter of politeness here on the podcast? Uh, uh, perpetually. I, I I feel like, you know, it it, it is sort of like s- skill before beauty. And I think we should let the brewer go first. I think that's how I, well, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah Dave. Exactly. Uh, Absolutely. What, what beer do you have today? So I have the uh, the sloop version of Curtain Up. Oh, very good. Uh, yes. So this, this one, uh, they just released, I don't know, what was it? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So very three, fresh, yeah, very fresh. I'll give you a little pour here so you guys can mm, see. Beautiful. Oh, really nice. Yeah, lovely orange. Oh, and we're getting a good sound from that one. Good head production there. It's looking beautiful. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. Uh, I guess since I introduced them in alphabetical order, then the happy hour guys can go in reverse alphabetical order. So, uh, Jimmy, why don't you? Why don't we see what you have? I have the alewife brewing version of the curtain up beer oh. and uh there we go oh, beautiful crack on that one very nice crack indeed very much and Ooh, there we go nice uh oh. hazy look to it disappearing a little bit into the yeah sorry it's a, it's a zoom thing it is yeah. it is very nice uh, hazy ipa you got there yeah um, yeah a little bit darker than the sloop version mm-hmm. a little more sort of a tangerine hue to it um and a great you know, stone fruit, hoppy, juicy nose coming at me. Excellent. Well, Mark, what do you have there? I, I reached back into the vault today. Um, one of the great things about Curtain Up is they've been popular every, everywhere they've gone. So a bunch of them were sold out. Uh, but in the back of my fridge, in a, in a very special place, I found one of our original, original, original versions from Gunhill Brewing. Normally... Uh, I would not recommend having an IPA on uh, about 10 months worth of aging, <laughs> but I tried one from the same batch just a few days ago to make sure that uh, all would be going well. And I was shocked at how well this beer held up. Really, really shocked. So, all right. Well, we know Gun Hill is consistently good. So glad to hear it. Absolutely. Stays, uh, oh, you guys are too kind. Be. Oh, that's pretty. Well, it is your it is your original so recipe, gorgeous. isn't it, Dave? It is. It is. See, that's just beautiful right there. That's a really nice one. So, yeah, color. I'm excited about it. It, it. it was one of my favorite beers when it first came out. And I have to say, it's it's a different beer now, but it is still delicious. Oh, very yeah. good. Yeah, beautiful. very excited. All right. Well, continuing with the theme we've got going on here, I will be enjoying the Curtain Up beer as well. But this is from our friends over at Torch and Crown, a good-looking double IPA. Yeah, very good. Let's say hi to them and see what As featured on the most recent episode of the Happy Hour, guys. That is right. Yes, indeed. All right. That was fun. good. That That smells fantastic. Really hazy. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful one there. Very Perfect. Good. And then Captain. When we say, when we right. say double on this one, and we put it in quotes because that's only that's seven five. I oh, okay. okay. It's a yeah. it's a light double. It's a light. It's double. a light double. I like, yeah. <laughs> Very Cheers. good. Okay. Well, uh, my I, 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 the theme is quite apparent. I also have curtain up beer, uh, and this one is uh, is from our friends at Keg and Lantern. I'm not sure Ooh. when that was brewed. Uh, either one of you guys have any idea? 
Um, that was late spring, early summer, I believe. Yeah, May, May, June, I believe. Okay, so moderately aged, but still uh, yep. pretty recent. Yep. All right, let's take a look at this one. There we are. Pretty sounds. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful it. spectrum of, of oranges today. Very exciting. All right. All right, gentlemen, uh, everyone raise your glass. Uh, let's have a, a cheers to all our official curtain up show. <laughs> cheers, everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we said that the uh, if, if, if you're paying attention or even if you're only paying a little bit of attention, you probably figured out our theme today is <laughs> curtain up beer. We've been talking about this almost since we started the podcast about a year ago. Uh, we started the podcast. Uh, the first episodes came out in October, and very shortly after, we read about this great beer that was coming out to benefit uh, people like ourselves uh, who are, uh, are are having a little harder time finding work uh, in the in the era of the pandemic. Um, it's interesting. the The only other show we've done like this one was our fifth episode, which was all focused around Black is Beautiful, which had a very similar theme. And uh, coincidentally, the one I drank that week was the the gun hill version which is uh yep. which is still my uh my, my my favorite one i think um i also really like the six point barrel aged version but uh but the the dulce de leche one was fantastic thank um, you very much but this uh although it's a similar similar theme similar approach similar idea that it's encouraging breweries everywhere to make their own version of this recipe that's originated at gun hill each place can choose where the who the who the proceedings go to uh, so it's all, it's very, it's national and local at the same time, which is one of the things that I love about it. Um, any, any tasting notes on any of these beers? I'm curious to hear Mark, uh, how that, well, you mentioned before about how it's aged well, even though it's, it's a little different than the one you had a year yeah. ago. Yeah, it is. It aged really well. I, I would, I would order, if I were out, I would order this and then I would order it again. Um, it, it's it mellowed the uh, the carbonation obviously it is uh, a little softer um, the mouthfeel is a little bit softer and it's got it sort of punched up the stone fruit uh, as opposed to the tropical which is where it was originally um, but there's also a, like a really nice undercurrent of grapefruit right now um, it's just I mean I think it's a testament to Gunhill and to the base recipe that they were incredibly kind enough to 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 give to this project. Um, that the the beer is just solid, you know. It, it it's everywhere it's gone. Everybody who's taken a stab at it has done an amazing job. And but you know, I still come back to the original. And uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I could run to the corner and buy a four pack of this right now, even if it was ten months old. Can you tell, we, really, can can we we tell all the uh, can you tell all the people that that go and rate beers on Untapped about that, Mark? Would you mind doing that? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get Dave to brew this beer again. Dang it. Well, the funny it's thing is, it, the the information on Untapped is a little bit unreliable because since the Gun Hill it logo is. is on the can, there's a lot of things that are listed as the Gun Hill one, which I think might be right. from other people. Yes, yeah. I, I have definitely seen that quite a few times. And it, and it, some it, breweries some breweries listed it inadvertently as curtains up. So ah. uh, so there are a couple that fell through the cracks that way. So yes, I would not rely solely on Untapped for for any information on this. Go straight to the breweries no, themselves. No, that's smart. I, yeah, I was. It was. Uh, I was. I was sort of uh, the other day trying to figure out where I could find different versions of it, and I went back and forth between beer menus and Untapped. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I came this close to finding the one by Eighteenth Ward. Uh, mm-hmm. Allegedly, uh, I know Mark. You said you're in a story as well. 
Yes. There's a place yeah. over on 30th Avenue, uh, way down by 21st Street, that claims to have the Big Alice version still. Oh. But I, I didn't make huh. it down there to check out. It's called They call themselves the Beer Cave. It's right around the corner from the uh, Boys and Girls Club down there. Oh, really? That's not yeah. far from where I live. I have never heard of it. I'm shocked. And I will go there soon. Well, interestingly, I used to work at a theater no, company that was He's based. At... Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to work at a theater company uh, that uh, that's right around was based in the Boys and Girls Club, and that's where we would always go to get our, our concessions. Oh. I don't ever remember seeing the name Beer Cave on it either, uh, but yeah, but that's, that's how they're listed on, on what. But I did like that that block. There's not a lot in that block, so when I saw no. it on the thing, like that must be the place they mean. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't. I. I... That that is a, a quiet block, as we say. So I'll ha- I'll take a five minute walk and I'll find out exactly where it is. Now, if well, you have, Dave, of all these different ones, oh yeah, yeah, I think uh, I was Beer Wonder say, was well, thinking Dave, the same I, thing. I, was. I yeah, I'm curious. We've got you know this this is sort of your original recipe, and I I don't mean to put you on the spot, but tell me a little bit about how the sloop is is working for you as someone who started this whole trend. So it's funny. I I, uh, I told Mark and Jimmy, and I actually told the the guys from Sloop this last week when we were at Beer Culture for an event that I actually mm-hmm. think that this is the closest one that I've had to our original recipe. Okay. Um, and I don't know because they didn't list it on here. I don't actually know what that what if anything they changed. So if they didn't change anything, that might be why. Uh, but but this just has the same mouthfeel, texture, um, really really easy drinking feel to it. Even though the ABV is still, I think it's still the same as ours. I think it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. So I mean, I. I if you put this side by side right now from my memory from what ours was, I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference, I don't think. Oh, well. All right. Well, a testament to doing it right, it sounds like. Yeah. And I'm going to weigh in real quickly on the Alewife version, which is which is interesting because some breweries – we had breweries do crazy things with this recipe. We had some go quite far afield. We had a fruited sour version oh, wow. come up uh, upstate New York. There was an, uh, an IPL version up in Rochester. Um and we've had a chance to taste some of those. We tasted the IPL, which we really, really loved. That was Swiftwater um, in, in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of the, w- when breweries would mess with the base recipe, they wouldn't really mess with the, the malt bill so much, but they would definitely mess with the hop bill. Sure. Um, and Alewife is a testament to that because they, they sort of changed the hop lineup entirely and centered it around Idaho 7, which to be totally honest, is not my favorite hop. <laughs> it has that, that earthiness to yep. it, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's a little bit uh, funky isn't quite the right word, um, but it's, uh, but the way they integrated it into this, the way Patrick Donaher and his, and his, and who's, it's Kier, right? Kier's there Keir. for now. Um, the way they sort of built that up, it's, it's fascinating. Um, and I really like this beer and I don't usually, if I see Idaho 7 on a listing, I'm like, ah, probably going to pass on that IP. I'll probably go to a different one, but this is a really inter- interesting sort of interweaving of that. Um, it's yeah. And again, 6.5, just mm-hmm. like the other one. And I really like what Patrick and, and Kier are doing over there in Sunnyside. First, first brewery in Sunnyside in many, 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 many years, I believe. So. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, I, uh, I know you did a, did a show there. I, I didn't get around to visiting them till for the first time till about, uh, Oh, sometime this summer, but I've been back several times. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny. In in Astoria, there's a bit of a, a a city bike dead space that happens right before you get over that bridge. So yeah. I just got basically bike. We it's it's Sunnyside Woodside. There's just sort of like a weird little dead zone. It still mm-hmm. means you can you can drive up to about the point where you're ten minute walk away. So it's not terrible. Uh, but yeah, you get like right up to Northern Boulevard and you have to walk the rest of the way. 
um, and worth the trip, I would say. Um, yeah. Well, so they're going to be a fantastic a... space too. When they when they really yeah. open up and they get their rooftop going, that's going to be a special special place. Yeah, I think so. Very cool. Well, you said you've had a couple different styles. I know I've got what you guys are calling the light double IPA uh, on this one. <laughs> but um, I mean, how many doubles are out there? Is this one of your only ones? Uh, that's only the second. Okay. Yeah, one of two. It's the second. Uh, yeah, Masthead in Cleveland did a, a double, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, we're not in Cleveland, and we weren't able to get any of it. So this is the only double that we actually got to try. And I'm right. I'm very sad that we missed that because uh, one of we the did. last gigs I did, one of the last set of gigs I did before the pandemic hit, was at Great Lakes Theater in Cleveland, sure. and the company housing is a block and a half from Masthead, and I oh, think wow. I was there every other day i mean they make some really good beer and the fact yeah. that we weren't able to get any of that was you know which was yeah. great i mean sure it, it disappeared really quickly but we were sad to miss that one yeah that one was cool it, it benefited the cleveland playhouse in addition mm-hmm. to the actors fund so it you know some of that money stayed in cleveland and, and the rest dispersed throughout the country so yeah well it is it is smooth uh it's floral it has it's uh it's a delicious beer and certainly does not feel like it's 7.5 percent so mildly <laughs> yeah, dangerous as well <laughs> yep i just want to plug torch and crown too because that's a yeah, gorgeous oh yeah. space uh gorgeous. people haven't been there it's the you know it's the only craft brewery it's the only brewery in manhattan um mm-hmm. and uh and they opened in the midst of the pandemic and they're, that's they're right actually, yeah that's it's actually not true there well, is another opened, no no yeah, there is another uh, brewery um they just don't, you don't it's a tiny tiny one down on the lower east side called no. that that which ails you yes oh you know i i think we we talked about this on the show once before i haven't been there but i did hear about it how how are they doing you are right i've only been there once they have a really yeah. good they have a really nice out like a really good outdoor setting there it's a, i mean it's a tiny indoor space but the outdoor space is great in the back of the of the facility so um and they're making you more unique stuff uh so it's it's worth checking out and you'd never you would never ever ever know where that they were there unless you st- like literally ran into it hmm. field drip yeah nice. absolutely yeah i uh i'll go there and i want to go to torch and crown again as well in fact torch and crown was one of the uh Oh, once we were all vaccinated and we started feeling a little more comfortable going out, we had a whole beer venger trip out there. I don't think you were there, Beer Wonder, but I was there and Hop Duck and Cider Grill and all of us. Oh, uh, no, I, I remember it, it was an incredible, yeah, it was one of our first big adventures. Out oh, no, yeah, you were there. You were yeah. there. I, yeah, I can't remember. Was, Every once in a while, you're, very, you're a very busy Beer Wonder sometimes. So yes. I can never remember, like, like, I think you were there. Of course you were there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had, had a great time uh, going down there. Yeah, this one, uh, Keg and Lantern. I, I will have to admit, I don't think I'll have uh, anywhere near as sophisticated tasting notes as Jimmy had because IPA isn't usually my style. Uh, I, I enjoy IPAs, uh, but I'm always, yeah, I mean, you probably figured it out from my the, my chosen name, Captain Porter Brown Stout. I tend towards the darker stuff. Uh, Void of Light is one of my favorite ones of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is this is really good. I, uh, I, I do think it's keeping with the uh, the way the hazy IPAs in general go down a little more smoothly than the West Coast IPAs. They're not as hot sure. forward and, and easy, as you keep saying, easy drinking. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah, there've been some really great variations on this on this base recipe. And when you have the, when you're fortunate enough, and David's gonna aw shucks us again when, I, when we say this, but um, when you're fortunate enough to have a really solid base recipe, you, there's so many cool places you can go. Um, and there, to this day, Mark and I, we've, had a lot of these versions now we keep going ah it's good this is good but it's 
it's not as good as Gun Hill. You know what I mean? And yeah. Sloop and Torching Crown, the last two to two release, were two of our all-time favorites. And but they still didn't sort of break the. They still didn't take us back to yeah. where we started. I, I, I'll I'll chime in and say that I bet you if you had had one of theirs first, you'd have you'd have felt differently. But <laughs> I I still appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> well, we're fans I, of yours, Dave. You know that. We're I fans. know. I, I was going to say you're literally surrounded by Gun Hill fans today. So. Oh, good. Absolutely. Good. I'm yeah. glad. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there in a while, but I did uh, I did order uh, by mail from you a couple times last summer. <laughs> Not this past home, summer, this summer, the 2020. For home delivery? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wish we could still do that. Uh, I went ahead and became a uh, uh, a Cannon Club member. I went for it. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah. yeah it's been great. Excellent. Been great. Well, I now now that we've uh, we've talked about how of these tastes, I know that some people who are listening uh, listening from the beginning, and we've been you know pushing this for a while, uh, and, and and even they probably don't know everything. I, I don't know everything about how this whole thing debate. So since uh, we're going to talk in a more uh, formal ish way about uh, about the uh, about curtain up beer, I think it's time to learn the. Uh, that's right. It's time for the origin story of Curtain Up Beer. Um, and I, I know this goes back a little ways. Uh, happy Hour guys, you've been doing your thing for 13, 14 years. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, but really, this this came out of uh, a project that really brought, I know you're, you're both uh, actors who have been on Broadway and uh, television and film, but specifically the Broadway connection that the way you really first brought beer and Broadway together was with the Broadway Brews Project. How did that first come about? Jimmy, why don't you take this and I'll yeah. do curtain up? Yeah, you got it. For years, we were, uh, I mean, we, you know, we shot, we, we did the pilot for the show in 2006 and then uh, we started producing regularly in 2008 and we're at nearly 400 video episodes now. And the, and I feel like we've been saying that for years because we started saying that when we were like 350. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, the whole thing with the Broadway Brews project was we we had our beer lives and we had our actor lives and they didn't really in, interconnect. They're, the Venn diagram was not overlapped. There was no Venn. There was no diagram. And we're like, we have to get these two things to connect. And how do we do that? And it was like, well, we could we could make a beer with a Broadway show, I guess. I mean, but what's the point, right? And then it was the the key was when we realized the charitable nature of the craft brew industry and that uh, beers that give back make a difference. So that was the key. That was the catalyst. And the Broadway Brews Project was born. And we had the idea, so we'll get a Broadway cast together with a local brewer, hopefully local, if not, you know, but a craft brewer. And they will collaborate on the recipe based on the theme of the show and what they cast is, is into. And then together they will, the cast will choose who the beer is being brewed for, what cause. And then Mark and I would shoot the entire process and it would come out as a three episode arc. So the first episode being they meet, they come together and they discuss ideas. The second episode is brew day when they, when they, the actors would go to the brewery and actually put the beer together. And then the third, third episode is the, the release party, the big party. And at that point we bring in the charity partner and they get a check cut to them or they've already gotten a check cut to them. And we talk about that on camera and it's a lot of fun. And so I started pitching this, um, you know, <laughs> and uh, I got the equivalent of a blank stare from lots of <laughs> lots of uh, what? 
sorry, what? Um, and, and also just got plain ignored. Um, at one point I had an inter, I had a call with a Broadway producer who shall remain nameless. And, uh, he said, he said, I really don't see what this has to do with us. And it was a rock and roll show. It was like a jukebox rock and roll musical. And I was like, come on, booze and rock and roll. Those two things go together. You sold me, yeah. Yeah, Silence. I mean, they said nothing. They were like, cricket, cricket, cricket. Like, oh, God. <laughs> so um, then eventually we did get our first yes, and it was a little show called Hamilton. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, struggling up and comer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll be okay. I mean, hopefully, I think they'll yeah. be okay. And so Hamilton said yes. And then we brought in Dave. We brought in Gun Hill to do that first beer. And that was, uh, I think Dave can talk a little bit about. <laughs> What a uh, sort of seismic event that ended up being just because Hamilton at that point was, you know, nothing could touch them. And all of a sudden they were all doing a, They were doing a beer. They were doing a Broadway beer. And we just got coverage from all over the place. And I think, Dave, you were getting calls from all over the world, weren't you? We were. I mean, we got, call, we got calls from all over the country with people looking to try the beer. And then we even got calls from Germany and a couple other countries in Europe uh, with people asking if we could ship them the beer because they were Hamilton fans. Yeah. By the way, that beer is a rye saison that they oh. built uh, beautifully at the at the brewery, and it was called we called it Rise Up Rye. Perfect. So, yeah. And oh, it's still right still, in with the music. Yeah. Still be, still being sold at the theater. We just dropped oh, off cool. more beer today for them. Yeah. So. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, at the Richard Rogers. Uh, and what like we're hearing at the Richard Rogers, and we love this, is that they can't actually give people the can in the theater. They have to pour it into a, into a, like a sippy cup and give them to that way. But people are asked. They ask for the can. They're like, this is oh. great. Can I have the can as well? Can I have the empty? And they take that with them as a as a collectible. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad so they're allowed our, to because with what you pay for a for a, a beer at a Broadway show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the crazy thing is that's what you pay for a craft beer and for a Miller Genuine Draft or whatever, right? It's, Absolutely, Absolutely. Like, yeah. True, true, you true. know, it's still twenty bucks, whatever the beer, whatever the quality of the brew is. Um, but uh, so that was our first beer, and then Mark and I thought, well, how? Where do we stop? No, we stop at we make the Broadway six pack. And mm. there have been, there were five shows. There was, there was Hamilton first and then School of Rock, uh, which we collaborated with Carton Brewing out in Atlantic Highlands for that. And we did a, uh, a an, what was it, Mark? It was an Imperial Black IPA. That is correct, yes. Called School of Hops. Love it. Um, that was that beer. The next was Waitress. Uh, and that beer was called It's for Adrian which is, uh, uh, Adrian is the name of the woman who wrote the film script, who died tragically and was a big inspiration to the whole thing. And um, uh, that was a cherry uh, cream, cream Fits. that Six Point did for us. Um, then the next was the Phantom of the Opera Beer. That was a black lager done by Hardywood Brewing, Hardywood Park Brewing down in Virginia, which was weird because sure. they, they just called us and were like, we have to do this. So they, they, took, they make some great beers. Did you actually get the, like with all the other ones, did you get the cast out to Virginia to, to participate the way you did with it? Oh, oh wow. wow. We did. We did. Yeah. They were incredibly generous to us. And uh, that was a really fun. To do that while you're doing eight shows a week is very impressive. They did exactly. it on the day off. Yeah, literally. Wow. Yeah. Gave us their yeah. day off to, to, you know, go all the way down to Virginia. And then um, the fifth beer was the come from away beer, which uh, they ended up calling it an an Islander pale ale that we did with, uh, with Fibros. Um, and then just as we were getting ready to do the sixth beer, COVID and the shutdown. 
and Broadway closed and everybody lost their jobs and Mark was on tour and got stranded in Columbus, Ohio. And I had several jobs lined up and they all disappeared in a week or two and everybody has the same stories. So Mark, yeah. you can take it from there. Well, so, uh, you know, we, we sort of went back and forth for quite a while about how do we approach this? How do we do something that's meaningful? What's important right now? Like, what? How, how do we respond to what's going on, not just in the world, but in our industry? And six months later, I mean, we we obviously we pivoted. We did a we did a bunch of of Zoom interviews and and things like that to just sort of keep our feet in the game. And uh, we did one with Dave, which was really fun. And I, I did that from my from my hotel room in Columbus, Ohio, where I stayed for six and a half weeks after our show closed down. Um, and uh, and then finally, in September of 2020, we we felt confident enough to uh, to go to Sloop Brewing actually and shoot our first in-person episode in quite some time. Uh, oh. Obviously, we were we were being very safe. Everybody was very aware. This is you know pre-vaccine everything, but. Uh, we talked to Joe Turco over there, and we he he put our minds at ease, and we we talked to each other, and we went out and we shot our our first episode at their really great space out there, which is now finally open, um, and and totally worth a, in Hopewell Junction, New York, and and worth a visit. Um, and then afterwards, we sat uh, outside, socially distanced, under a tent, which is no longer there at Sloop, and uh, and with Joe, Jimmy, and I, and we and and we just sort of batted some ideas around, and it came up that. You know, this was this was sort of in the heyday of All Together and Black is Beautiful, and all of that was going on. So yeah, um, that's certainly what the the Black is Beautiful beer was one of the inspirations. Certainly, yeah, uh, it sure it sure was. You know, we yeah. we we've always said this is one of the things we've said for years in our show is that brewers make great neighbors, um, and a lot of people don't know that because they do so much to give back to their community. They take care of the people around them. That you know, they're, they're really responsible. Uh, citizens and and do so much more than people realize so all of this came up in the discussion and then and you know we just sort of looked at each other and said this this has to be big like nobody none of our colleagues are working our industry is shut down we have no idea when it's coming back if we're going to do something it has to it has to tackle that um so we came up with the idea to do an open sourced uh an open source beer to to benefit um, arts workers who were, you know, in the midst of being shut out of their, their employment. Um, but, but we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just, it didn't just disappear into the void. So it didn't just go to the actors fund, which does amazing work all around the country. Um, and, uh, I've gotten help from them make, before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're fantastic, but we wanted there to be a tangible community in, involvement as well. So we, we, we made sure that the breweries knew that they could choose a local arts entity, whatever that was to them. And we've had high school drama departments to uh, local arts councils to major regional theaters um, we, and everything in between. Uh, so, so we said, you know, we're going to do this. And we talked to Sloop, actually, and, and Joe was very excited about it. Um, and then we sent an email to Dave <laughs> because we had experience with Dave. And we knew he'd done Black is Beautiful, and we just wanted to know what we were getting into. Like, like, what are the pitfalls? What should we look out for? What should we emphasize? Like, like is this insane? What are we doing? <laughs> and uh, and Dave wrote back, and it, it's probably the most fortuitous email we've ever received because he said, 
I'm happy to talk you through all of that stuff. But if there's an opportunity there, because at that point we thought we might be partnering up with Sloop, who we love. Um, but Dave said, I'd love to take the lead from the brewery side of this, if that works out. And uh, as it turned out, Sloop's brewing schedule was very crowded and as excited they, as they were about the project, they probably weren't the right fit at that point. And so we very eagerly <laughs> responded to Dave and said, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea. Um, <laughs> let's, talk, and, let's talk, let's talk, let's <laughs> talk. And, and it was, and I'm going to turn it over to Dave now for his perspective on this, but, but I will say that, that, you know, probably the luckiest thing that happened to us is that once again, Gunhill stepped forward uh, when we were looking for someone to, to sort of hold our hand and get us through this. And, uh, and we will be forever grateful to them for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So from, from my perspective, um, the, one of the reasons or the main reason why I felt as strongly as I did, and I wanted us to, to sort of take the lead on this if possible was, was because, um, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in New York city. And so I know just how important the arts and the theater is to the, the lifeblood of the city. And so I felt this was a really good opportunity, not just for me as a brewery owner or as, you know, with my team or anything like that, but also me as a New Yorker to be able to, to really make a contribution and, and, and try and, and help people out that were going to be struggling for a very long time or an indefinite period of time. One of the things that we did, and, and, and this is a, a collective we, Jimmy, Mark, and myself, when we were trying to come up with this, is we really wanted to make this so that it was not going to be cumbersome for a brewery to be to be involved. Because that was also something that I really, like, as much as I wanted to help the arts and help everyone who was going to be struggling, it's not like us, not like the brewery community was was sitting and rolling in it during this time either. And still are not, you know, so it was, it had to be something where everyone could really win. And so one of the things we set out for, we talked about different ideas for different kinds of, of beers, different recipes, and for better or for worse, this is the style we settled on because we figured it would be the easiest to get more people in because they figured you're already making something like this. But I wanted it to be something where the base recipe wasn't going to be crazy expensive where the brewery would feel that the, that in order for them to even just cover their costs or whatever that it would be super they'd have to charge a lot of money for the beer so i wanted to make something that i was confident everyone would be able to go okay the ingredient costs aren't that bad i can still make my normal margin at a reason and charge a reasonable price and then tack on a little bit of money on top of that and have that at a minimum have that be my donation and and, and that way, the consumer is not being charged or being price gouged in any way. So I feel like we came up with something that, that really did accomplish that. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people have, have sort of missed that point that, it, that you can still make your full margin and just you know add a little spread to that and that the consumer will be willing to pay that little additional amount. Um, but I think as more and more people hear about it, they'll realize that, Hey, if I can make money on this and it's actually, it actually is a good recipe and a good beer. What's my downside? Cause we know, cause we all know that they're making something similar like this in their brewing schedule anyway. Sure. So, 
Yeah. And that is that is a conversation that that uh, Mark, especially because Mark's been doing a lot of the emailing to a lot of the cold emails to brewers, breweries around the country. A lot of the responses we get are breweries saying, hey, we did this charity beer. We did that charity beer. We're just tapped out right now. We can't do this. And we're saying that's not what this is <laughs> for you to make money and also charge a little bit extra and take that little bit extra and send it off to people who really need it. It's not about you donating anything. It's not about you donating ingredients. It's not about you. It's not any of that, but there's a, there's a certain perception around charity beers, quote unquote, charity beers, um, that I think was a little rough, a little hard for us, especially because it got kind of thick in there, right? After all together and then black is beautiful. Um, so it, 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 there's been some education we've had to do along the way. I mean, I also, I also think, sorry to cut you off, but I think that no, the no. other thing that's, that's really, it's almost, I mean, obviously one of the raising money for all these beers is super important, but particularly with Black is Beautiful and with this, not so much with All Together, because All Together, obviously everyone knows what that was all about. And like everyone knew, you could see the hospitality industry was shut down, mm-hmm. but I don't think that people f- like fully appreciated just how bad the theater community, the performing arts community was going to be impacted by this and for how long and what the the longer term ramifications were. And so I felt that, you know, one of the things, even when I talk to people is even if you can't donate a lot of money to this, it's not necessarily about that. It's also about helping make people aware of what's going on because maybe somebody else then steps up to do something. So maybe it's that, it's that hockey assist that that they're making to to try and get someone to help out, and right. I, I just like to point out it's it, and we've we've made a point of emphasizing this everywhere we can. It's not just theater workers; it's yeah, live right. entertainment. It's live entertainment workers. So yeah. Um, so and the number of breweries you know around the country, around the world that feature musicians that feature music. Um, all of those musicians have been affected by the pandemic too. Uh, so, so we, we've pointed out to breweries that even if they feel like they don't have a personal connection to the, the theater community, although I would venture to say that most of them have a theater community in their town that they, you know, could contribute to that, um, that they, they may feel more connected to live music and those musicians are feeling the pinch just as much or more, you know, than, than the rest of us. So there, it really is a, a, a a one size fits all project and part of our heavy lifting has been explaining that to people and getting that getting them to understand and you know sometimes more successfully than others but it's it's a message that i think is worth sharing and that we continue to spread so and of course, even bigger than just performers, uh, you've got your the 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 stage managers, tech workers, box office people. I mean, it goes on and on and Absolutely. on. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's ushers, uh, administrators. Like, yes, there's a there, and, and and especially in New York, where you know the, the, our ecosystem, everything is connected. So, so right. people who work in the theater industry are also working in the hospitality industry. And what other industry was was damaged so much by the pandemic? The hospitality industry. So well, you know. It, it really all goes hand in hand. And that's another message we've tried to get out. I mean, and, and the perfect example, and I, because I, I want to make sure they get credit for all of this, uh, because I know they've been a big partner with you from the beginning, uh, Beer Culture, where you sent right. me to get these great beers. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're the perfect example of it, because if no one's going to Broadway shows, they're not getting the, the same kind of uh, tourists that are in there to go in there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they still, yeah. at this point... Uh, you know they're 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 doing okay, but they're he think he's they're still down about forty percent. 
yeah, um, yeah. They, he doesn't have the staff to really uh, bring the kitchen back just yet. Um, yeah. People, people here, you know, I'm glad that they've got such a great campaign saying Broadway is back, but it's, it's not entirely. You guys posted a really great thing on Instagram a couple weeks ago or a month ago. I don't know. Time is still weird uh, in, uh, in these <laughs> pandemic times, but you posted a great thing about how that the three big ones, Hamilton, Lion King, Wicked, they're all, they're actually struggling in the sense that those are shows that were always reliably always sold out and they're not. And so if they're not doing what's going on with the shows, we're not hearing about. I just posted actually yesterday. It's there are, as of now, uh, 21 Broadway shows are back up and running, but there are 41 Broadway theaters. So we're, we've barely cracked 50%. Um, and all of those theaters, like we were just talking about, it's not just the people on stage, it's everyone else. Um, so, and that ripples out, you know, as you mentioned, beer culture, but it's also, it's the stores, it's the hotels, it's everything And Midtown is, is still struggling. And Broadway is back is a great marketing tool and that's what it is. Um, but Broadway's on its way back. It's Mm -hmm. not back. And, and to be honest, January and February are two of the most brutal months of the year for Broadway and, and theater and live entertainment in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's just the way yep. it is. It's part, you know, yep. the weather, it's the lack of holidays, it's travel, it's all of that. And that's right around the corner. So, yep. uh, you know, we, we, we're at our peril, do we say, we're back, everything's fine, because we've got a long way to go still. And we're also in this weird place of, uh, you know, there's been article after article recently about how you got your vaccine and you were like, okay, I'm good. We're good. We're done. Let's let's move forward. Let's do this. And just as an example, you're talking about Broadway. Well, Aladdin, big Disney musical opened a couple of weeks ago, and then they had eight, seven or eight breakthrough cases in the cast. And they, that completely uh out as they say crushed their coverage so they had no bot they were out of bodies to put on stage and also was just not safe to be in the theater anymore so they Mm -hmm. they shut them down for the weekend they called the weekend and then they got back in the next tuesday and there were two or three more cases so they said okay fine everybody's out for like uh, what did they was it 10 days they haven't opened yet they they reopened reopened tonight Tonight is their second reopening. Their second reopening. So they opened and then closed again. And the other thing about, as you well know, the theatrical machinery, you know, you don't, (laughs) you don't just spin up a show like, bing, you know what I mean? That's not how it works. And the act of the momentum involved in getting a show back up and performance ready and ready to go, uh, it costs a lot of money. It's the same idea as a restaurant, right? You order in all of your fresh produce, all of your fresh food, and then if you have to close for a week, all that food goes bad, you lose that money, and then you reopen again and you have to buy all that stuff again. So it's the same, you know, we are not, the, 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 it's great to say Broadway's back and it's great to say that, that the Curtain Up beer has done a lot of things, but we aren't even close to being done with this project because a lot of people still need a lot of help and are going to continue yeah. that for the and next so- oh, how long. And so if you see the curtain up beer anywhere, just, uh, just buy, buy it. it. You're helping. <laughs> well, we need your help. The, the, perform- the, the performing arts industry, the live performance industry uh, needs your help. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, we're still, it's a long way off from, uh, from being recovered. Uh, and, and, and when I say everyone, we have uh, at various times, we've had people all over the country mm-hmm. and sometimes internationally listening to this. Um, 
Curtain Up really is. It's I mean, it's it's I, I know a lot of it is is local. I mean, it's all local everywhere it is. That's the wonderful thing about craft beer is every place you go, there's a local scene. So even if it's not New York, it's it's local. But how how far reaching is it? I think you have like 75 breweries that have uh, at some point or another made a version of this. Is that right? I think we're at 76. 76? Um, that, that have either made it or committed to making it. Yes. Um, In and, uh, 14, 14 states and D.C. 15, I think, because, because Maine came on board just a couple of weeks ago. We had a Maine brewery. Right jump in which is great um so we're at 15 states and the and the district of columbia and uh you know we've reached out internationally and if anybody's listening right now no matter where you are in the united states or abroad we would welcome you just get in touch with us it's very simple to to, to take part yeah i mean and just speaking of that go to curtainup.beer and you will go right to the page that has all the resources on it and there's press, there's there there's artwork there, there's a discount on label printing, the recipe is there, all the instructions you need, uh, a direct donation link to the Actors Fund, it's all there on on the curtainup.beer page. And no, we I, are. I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go, please, no, go, no, go ahead, Mark. I was just going to say we're 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 very responsive. So if people have questions, um, or you know, or they you know they they need to be reassured about something just shoot us an email. We'll get back to you very quickly and we'll definitely calm your fears and make you comfortable taking part in this. Well, I, you guys have been, I mean, you're, you're reaching out on a national level, not only with what you've done, but also where it's expanding. And I know you've partnered with the Actors Fund, which is a national organization, but you did mention that there's sort of a community focused element to each of these beers. And you've talked about how you've had everything from, uh, you know, high school drama programs up to, mm -hmm. you know, Broadway shows. I'm curious if there are any unique collaborations that you wanted to point out in certain cities around the, the country that have been particularly made you happy. I have to talk about Alpha Brewing in the upper peninsula of Michigan, in Alpha, Michigan, which is not even a town, it's a village. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what the difference is, but um, I grew up near there. Um, just as an aside, the upper peninsula of Michigan has 30% of the land mass of the state and only 3% of its population. There's nobody up there. But this little tiny village has a craft brewery. And they're really generous. They're always making you know charity beers. And we visited them uh, a couple summers ago, uh, mid-pandemic, and masked masked up. We did an episode there, and I was chatting with them, and I mentioned the curtain up beer, and they were they got really excited. As it turns out, there's an old movie theater in the the town over Crystal Falls, Michigan, that has an organ that they use one of those old school organs that would play music during the silent films before the talkies. And it had been derelict for many, many years. And the, there were new owners of the theater and they were rehabbing this organ. And they, so they did a version, their version. Um, I think it was a one barrel version and they donated the majority. They sent some money to the Actors Fund. They donated the majority of it to Crystal Theater. So these folks could buy more organ pipes. I don't know, <laughs> but we were really touched by that one. I mean, there's been really lots of, lots of cool things. And, and uh, I'll mention Millhouse Brewing up in Poughkeepsie, who, uh, who reached out to uh, a local community theater, I think community players. And, um, and not only did they brew the beer, uh, you know, in the spirit of helping their neighbors out, but they, they then called them and collaborated on a series of videos with the, the leadership of the, of the theater to talk about uh, what they'd been through over the last year and what it meant to, to have this, this beer made it, you know, in, in honor of them or to help them. 
and uh, and it was just really exciting to see to see somebody get it, you know, and take it an ex take it a little a little further. Um, and then the most recent, the, the main brewery that I just mentioned mm -hmm. is um, is Moderation Brewing in Brunswick, Maine, and uh, and Maine State Music Theater is a up until now predominantly Summerstock Theater in Brunswick, and uh, I've worked there myself. I, uh, it's one of my favorite places, but. They recently had to cancel. They were they had been trying to stretch themselves and announced a winter season, and mm -hmm. with everything that's happening, they had to cancel it. And that cancellation uh, was the impetus that moderation needed to get the beer in the tank, make an announcement, and create this relationship with you know they, it's a small town. They all know each other, but now they're working together. So that was mm -hmm. that was really exciting to see that happen. So do you have any kind of a, or maybe if this, if this is too delicate, let me know. Uh, wondering if you might have a, a, a wish list of breweries you're hoping will sign on. Or maybe you don't want to tell us because you don't want to, you all want to wait what you've done. All of them. All, all of them. That's the, <laughs> I want all of that, them. Yes. That's, that, that's an ambitious yeah. and uh, hopefully achievable list. Yeah. Um, just, we want to stop hearing the the things that, that a lot of brewers, I, I would like to stop hearing the things that a lot of breweries say. It's sort of their their reflex answer to asks like this, which is like, we can't, you know, we're tap, we can't do that. We're, we, we just, we're not going to make, basically they're going to say, we're not going to make any money, which is we've already debunked that. So sure. it's really just about them having a, an affinity for what, what it is that we're trying to do for, for the arts and for an industry that's been really, um, and continue to be continuing to be just body blow after body blow. I, I, I would say from, from my perspective, what I would like to see, I mean, specifically, I'd like to see more New York, New York City or metro area breweries doing it because I don't think that everyone is truly thinking about just how important the tourism aspect of uh, the arts is to what we do because people come in, they want that they're traveling to see a show or they're, you know, they go out for dinner before the show. They're going to go to a bar that's going to support the beer that we're selling to those bars, or they come in for a weekend. They might go and do on a little brewery crawl or something like that. And so I think that to me has been the most disappointing thing is that more people in this area haven't done it. And by this area, I literally mean the, the, the greater tri-state area. I'm surprised that there haven't been more people on the West Coast that have done it, really in any city that has a larger, um, I don't know, Mark and Jimmy, you call it, tra like, what do you call it? The, the national show, the national tour stops, I guess, would be, yeah. would be yeah. sort of what I would, what I would say. I'm, 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 I'm surprised specifically about that. Um, so that, that, that to me, I would like to see more people in those areas. I, I, I just to piggyback on that, I think there's a real opportunity for breweries there too. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if, if they make this beer and develop a relationship with the, the local touring house or the local theaters, um, which may ha hold more performances per year than the touring houses, uh, they could get their beer in there on a regular basis. It could be, you know, it could develop a relationship that, that lasts for years. Uh, I have a story so based on that. Okay, so here's here's a placemat from, uh, you know, a, for a coaster from the Walking Tree Brewery, which is in Vero Beach, Florida. And in Vero Beach is the Riverside Theater, which has a lot of musicals. And I went, I, I had worked down there before, reached out to Walking Tree. I was like, would you want to do this? And they just went radio silent. And then all of a sudden, the theater called us and was like, mm. hey, 
this brewery just did a beer called Curtain Up, and they've talked to us, and they want us to put it in the in the in the theater, and we think this is really great. And they have started to collect. They have started, th- and now it looks like the, the theater is going to run a line of their beer forever. Oh, oh really? Right. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't add that, but uh, they. So they brewed a Kolsch, by the way. Their curtain up was a Kolsch, which I kind of mm. love. Um, but uh, it's so yeah. So they have this thing now, and they they're talking about. I mean, could we could we do something else if we have an I hit show that maybe we bring back? Would you brew a beer for that? And it's like you know we and there those conversations are happening completely separate of us, which is like our dream in this to connect these community resources together. And then you have patrons coming out of the theater going at intermission going. I know that brewery. I was just there. This is great. Wait, I want to go there again. You know, and so it's just yeah. like one thing leads to another. And it's this it's this wonderful synergy that we can create. Yeah. I want to piggyback a little bit on what uh, what Dave was saying, is that not only reach out to these New York breweries because tourists are here, but also the people who are out of work and are suffering are your neighbors. Um, whether all the different categories of, of people who are employed by the performing arts and the hospitality industry yeah. and 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 whatever else I'm forgetting to mention right now, uh, these are all these are all these are these these are the people who live around you who are dealing with all of this, and yeah. this will help them. Um, absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now I know you just had a big event at uh, at Beer Culture for okay. all of this. Do you have any uh, any other uh, big uh, curtain up events coming up? Well, it's funny. Um, the The event at Beer Culture seemed to uh, to wake a few people up, or at least oh. get their attention. I should say. Um, okay. So uh, we are in talks, and I think I think they'll both happen. Um, but Dan McLaughlin, uh, who who you've recently spent some time with, um, yes. very last episode, yeah, know, that's we why well. we weren't able there because we were celebrating our release of that episode, uh, yeah. having happy hour yeah. at the Pony Bar. So we'll be at the next uh, he, one. He is yeah. a he is a, a dear friend of ours, and uh, and one of our earliest episodes was at the you know the old school Pony Bar. Um, but well, he I've seen out, one or both the... of you in some of those pictures with the with the all American shirt. Oh yeah, I? oh yeah, yeah yeah. Um, but he reached out to us about doing an event at, at the Pony, which um, you know we're in the midst of of gathering. A lot of it depends on availability of versions and things like that. But um, but I think we're we're going to be able to pull together enough to make it worthwhile for everybody. And then the Baroness Huntress, um, uh, that 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 bar group reached out to us as well. Not necessarily just about curtain up, but about uh, a Broadway themed night um, and they've mm. already been proactive and they're sort of gathering some beers uh, together for that. So, uh, so, so watch this space because I think both of those will happen. Um, there's no reason for them not to. And, uh, and we encourage, we, we've also, I should mention, we've got, had some, some really great uh, partners in the, you know, in the, the, the bar world in the, in the restaurant world, hospitality, I should say. Um, yeah. Hold fast in Midtown has been great for us. They've been carrying curtain up throughout. Um, and every time there's a new version, they they look into it and carry you know something there. Um, and Beer Authority, once they reopened, thankfully, which we were not sure would happen at one point, um, they've been they've been good partners too. So uh, so the, yeah, there are a lot of relationships forming, and hopefully the event the event at Beer Culture was really well attended. Um, people seemed very happy. Everybody drank a lot of beer. Everybody sold a lot of beer. Everybody talked a lot about the arts. Um, so what we're hoping is that the future events will do the same thing. Yeah, Craig. that was a fun night. And I would say if anyone out there, if there's a, a favorite brewery of yours near where you live who hasn't participated yet, uh, don't leave all the work to Jimmy and Mark. Uh, ask them yourselves. <laughs> say, hey, I heard about this great thing. You should do it. I will come here more often if you do it. This is important. 
Well, and in addition to that, anything we should uh, know or be excited about coming out of Gun Hill in the near future? Well, there's always stuff to be excited about. No, um... I mean, every time I see your name on a on a tap, I'm excited. But anything I should really be looking forward to? Um, we just canned today a new sour beer that's sort of Halloween themed uh, with with Wolf and Warrior Brewery, which is up in White Plains. Uh, the the beer's called the fr- also participated in curtain up so that's another thing about the whole curtain up is that it it also fostered um collaboration amongst breweries so we've you know it was either we 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 brought a lot of breweries that we've collaborated with in the past likewise we've actually collaborated subsequently with breweries that participated in curtain up that we didn't have a relationship with so this was our second beer that we've done with wolf and warrior since they signed on to do curtain up Uh, but it's a uh it's a sour with blood orange blackberry and raspberry called the fruits have eyes they're really they're they're really big into uh into 80s 80s movies and um so we i i I let our the brewers all decide what they what they wanted to call this one, and that was that was the winning the winning the winning name. Uh, but it it just came out today. I haven't even had it yet, but that's coming out. Uh, we're actually doing a pop up event this Friday over in Riverdale um, at a at a coffee shop. We're taking over the coffee shop after they close called Early Bird Coffee, and then we have a couple things coming up down the pipeline. We have our our homebrew competition in in november so if anybody's in, you know any home brewers or, or want to enter um they should definitely reach out where we we brew the winning person's beer um and then in in january we'll have our second uh barrel age festival barrel age beer festival that we we did the first one back in january of 2020 and obviously we couldn't do one last year uh but so this will, this will be the second time we're doing it it'll be from from breweries from from all over the city the state, the region, um, we're still finalizing the list, but that'll be Martin Luther King weekend in January. Excellent. Yeah, the barrel age thing, I, I should I should say, uh, since we haven't mentioned our sponsor uh, this episode, I went to our sponsor, Story Beer and Cheese Zitmars, a few days ago, hey. and they had your new uh, Fort Ticonderoga, ah. uh, oh. the, the bar- aged in rum barrels, which I was so, so good, good, I went back the next day and had it again. So, <laughs> <laughs> really, really like that one. Thank you. All right, I guess uh, I, I, I I guess that's the end of the of this the conti- uh, the end of the story of curtain up for now. Uh, but but keep More keep looking come. at that keep looking at that website. Talk to your brewers. Um, and, and, uh, and I was going to say, if people want to keep in touch with you, uh, besides going to curtainup.beer, where where else can they find you, and how can they get in touch with you? Uh, thehappyhourguys.com or happyhourguys on Twitter or Instagram. Excellent. What's do you, what's your uh, what's what's your your next episode going to be about? Uh, or you want to tease that? <laughs> we have a bunch of footage from both of these uh, from both of these events that okay. we're going to boil down into something that should be a lot of fun. So that's that's what's in the can at the moment, and then we have to talk about what's next. Yeah, we'll figure out what's next. Excellent. Uh, well, the Beer Avengers themselves have had a, an interesting week. We, uh, we we were hoping to talk soon about uh, our wonderful experience recently at Blocktoberfest at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, Dave, I, I, I don't know if you were there personally or not. I, 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 I was. Maybe I poured you some beer. I don't know. I was. It's I very was, likely. I was. We were all wearing these T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was behind the booth for probably two two and a half hours of the uh, of the event. Beautiful I, day. 
I, I feel like perfect. when I went to Gun Hill, you were so near the main entrance uh, that uh, there were a lot of people crowded around there. So I didn't do much. Didn't start getting to do a chit chat until my first 10 or 15 samples. Uh, <laughs> and that, and that, was, that was purely based on location, right? Not because you needed to, uh, to, to lubricate the pipes a little bit. I would have gone to Gun Hill regardless. And you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, look, wow, Gun Hill's right here, I think was more kind of the way I might have responded to it. In fact, the, it, it took us a while to get to the backside of it because I think we went to some of those places multiple more times. More than once. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff. Uh, what, what, did, what did you guys think of the venue? It, it was, you know, it was all right. It was, it, was, uh, it was a lot more condensed than I expected it to be. The fact that there were two different, uh, like every table was two breweries. Um, oh, wow. I mean, the the only other thing I'd really been to like that before was uh, the one they did at uh, LIC Flea a couple times with the Queens Beer Festival, mm-hmm. uh, and that's yeah. a lot more spread out. This was like we first got there, it was like, is that it? And then we got closer, we we're like, oh no, okay, there's a lot going on. Well, had, had you ever been to Blocktoberfest at the at the well before? I, I, I had not. No, no, okay. I'd never been to Blocktoberfest in any any sense before. Uh, all I do like I understand that they're having the unlimited samples was a new policy, and I. Fully yes. support that policy. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit. I'm, so I'm on the board for the Brewers Guild, and it was a big. Point, okay. uh, it was a big point of uh, discussion. Was what we were going, how we were going to do it, because of the way we've done it in the past is you pay an entry fee, and then you get a certain number of drink tickets for either, a full, and you can use them for either a full pour or a half pour, and then you continue to add on as you want. And it's more of just like a general hanging out as opposed to doing it this way. You know, everyone you ask five people, you get five different opinions, but. Um, it seemed like it was pretty well received doing it this way yeah. this year. Yeah. The, the only thing I would, I would change as far as that goes, uh, was, uh, would be, I would say, I really like the idea of places that will do a, uh, um, like a, a small glass souvenir cup that you're tasting cup for the whole time. Uh, you know, just because- part, of the, part of the reason why we didn't do that was because we were concerned about being outside mm. and okay. the, the, We've we've seen it enough where people drop and then they just shatter and then it becomes oh, all yeah. or, or people are trying to snag another one, and you know ultimately the guild is a non for profit so it's it, we you we use events like this and opening bash in in February to try and, and raise money for everything that we do during the, over the course of the year for all the members and so the more we spend on stuff like that it just it ends up and we were already this was a much the expenses this year were much different than they had been in the past this is the first yeah, time we've ever course. done it here. Um, but that is duly noted. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it didn't, didn't spoil it at all, but I, oh, that's, yeah. some, that's something that I've enjoyed about other ones that I've gone to that, but we, we, we had a wonderful time. It was great. Yeah. Um, also want to give a shout out to our friends at Ebbs, uh, brewing, who oh, are yep. just, just opening their, uh, their, their tap room. Uh, yeah. we went there, they're doing their soft opening night right now. Uh, beer wonder and myself and our, our friend, the globe hopper. We're all there last night. I also realized I forgot to give him proper credit. At first, we yes. thought we were two of us were going to be having sloop today, uh, but right. thanks to the Globe Hopper, I managed to get my hands on that wonderful keg and lantern. Um, and fortunately, I have a backup of the torch and crown, so I have have a feeling I'll be drinking that very soon as well. <laughs> but uh, but they have really really nice tap room there. Uh, I think they're having their official uh, grand opening about four days after this episode is released. But uh, check their Instagram to to make sure about all of that. Very yeah. cool. Is there anything else you think we need to cover, Beer Wonder? You know, I, I feel like we, we we've had Gun Hill and the Happy Hour guys here. I mean, we we've hit we've hit the top. I don't know if there's anywhere else to go at this point. <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I think you're right about that. Uh, well, uh, 
gentlemen, thank you so much for coming. This has been a wonderful hour learning out about all of this. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to my next curtain up and the one after that. And uh, the one after, the that, one after sure. that. And looking forward to a world where you finally do say like, you know, I think, I think theater is back. <laughs> I think, right. I think well, everyone right. is I fully recovered. Really and what's back. our next project? Yeah. The, yeah. the, the yeah. cap on that will be having a curtain up in a Broadway theater while watching a Broadway show, right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, and as all of you know out there, uh, if you if you have any any questions, any comments, any uh, you know, hopefully nothing nothing uh, violent uh, that you want a request you have of us, you can reach out to us at thebeervengers at gmail dot com at all our various social medias at, at thebeervengers. That's uh, on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. Um, am I leaving anything out? Beer wonder. No, except uh, come back in two weeks for more beer, uh, beer venture adventures with us. Ab- absolutely. And, uh, oh, I, you know, we say this every time, but I feel it yep. even more so because I feel there's so much of your individual stories that we need to hear. So, uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy, Mark, Dave, yes, come back anytime. Well, thanks. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank this you. has been great. Yeah, thank you and so much. We really appreciate it. It's great yeah. to just sit and talk to you guys. Don't yes, for sure. For us yeah. too. For us too. Yeah. And awesome. don't don't be shy to uh, come back and visit us up in the Bronx. Oh, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> will. All right. And uh, oh, look, I think I see Huck there with his uke. He's ready to Huck. play us out. With the beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. We're the Avengers.